0: you
1: my people. Yes. Giants get their second win, plenty of good things to talk about. Good vibes in the build, in the building. Uh welcome to another episode of Giants Rush where we talk Giants football. Yes, 52 weeks of the year. So, wherever you are on Mondays, we'll be right here. And after a Giants win 14 to 7 hard-fought battle, we can come away with feeling a little bit better about ourselves today. Um Always feels good to get a win, except for you small, that small minority, you folks that are just, you know, you want to lose and you want Caleb Williams and all that crazy stuff. The rest of the fan base is pretty excited about getting a win. Great day to tailgate. Great weather outside at, at, at MetLife Stadium. Uh, was just a good day all the way around. Um, I'm going to bring in the guys. We're going to talk about the Giants win over the Commanders 14-7. to Let's bring in Truth. All the way from the Carolinas. What's up, True?
2: <laughs> How you doing? Great okay. day. Great day. To be good, friend. Yeah. I how'd it feel to get a win there, Mike? Feel pretty good? Yeah, I do. I do. And um it, it was definitely needed. Definitely needed.
1: Yeah. Get the monkey off your back. Score some touchdowns. Let's bring in Chris. Bang. Chris, what's up?
0: <laughs> hey, Craig. Hey, Michael. What's going on?
1: All right, Chris. Um, you know we're 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 two wins, right? We got two wins. Giants beat the Commanders yesterday. There's a there's a a lot of good things to talk about. Um, so let's just start. Let's just start at the uh at the beginning. Of course, one. What's up, Darius? Good to see you guys. Um, hope you guys start piling in the room here. Something to celebrate, right? You kind of get the monkey off your back. Giants beat the Commanders. Go two and you know two and five last year at this time of the year we were five and two. What's up, Joe? Uh, so, you know, definitely a different feeling, but overall, yesterday it was just such a good day, right? It was good weather. You saw some good things. It felt good to be a Giants fan. Um, so let's, I'm going to dig in a little bit, you know, on this, on this game, guys, there were 68 offensive snaps, 69 defensive snaps, uh, very balanced game, believe it or not. Um, and I want to start off. With two guys, gentlemen, um, which is always the most polarizing, you know, players that we have, the quarterback position with Tyrod, and of course, Saquon Barkley, Um, you know, here at Giants Rush, you know, we're pretty frank about all the players, you know, on the roster. I tweeted something out yesterday. It was received very well. And I said, you know, it's a shame that we discount what Saquon Barkley brings to the table on a week in and week out basis. When he's not here, the defenses are basically sitting in zone coverage, waiting for Jones, you know, to throw the ball. You know, there's no surprise. There's no, there's, there's nothing dynamic about it. When Barkley Chris is in the game, defenses have to um, use resources, manpower, you know, to game plan because Barkley can score at any time at any place. What's your overall thought about what, what Barkley gave you yesterday and? Do you notice a difference with him in and out of the lineup?
0: Yeah, you do. I mean, he had 21 carries for 77 yards, had a couple catches, obviously the long touchdown, but you notice that that safety comes down in the box, right? They even shade the single high to the one side, and that opens it up for a high hit on the long pass down the sideline. So one thing Barkley does do is going to open up things downfield a little bit, and they're going to bring that safety up if he starts hurting them in the running game, which, hey, that's what we need, right? I mean, we've dealt with that double high safety for so many years. When he's in the game, it just opens up so many different options.
1: Yeah, and 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 for me, I just whether he rips off a hundred yards a long run, he catches a pass out of the backfield, takes it to the house. Like he's always a threat. Uh, truth, he's always a threat to score. So defenses have to like take the time to either spy him with a, with a linebacker, right? You know, he and he got a lot of he grinded a lot of yards yesterday between the tackles, right? Which is normally not his mo, but you know. The guy has value past, you know, the home run. They know, uh, Truth, that if they don't game plan, plan for him, they'll beat him. So my question to you is, Truth, is like, yes, we understand maybe running backs don't have the value that, you know, they once had. But when, when Truth, when when Barkley's not in the lineup, our quarterbacks struggle. Yeah. So do, do you agree that, that Barkley is definitely showing his value as, you know, at, now that he's back.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, th- this is not the Barkley we know of his rookie year, but he's still very, very dangerous. And like you just said, uh, other teams, opposing teams, have to key on him. And uh, Chris made a great point because I know the same thing, uh, an extra guy in the box sneaking up there, you know, try to stop the run. And that – that's going to help the quarterback, right? Uh, especially that uh, that play uh, where I sit in crossing pattern. I see uh, Waller benefited from that a couple of plays. So, um, absolutely, uh, Barkley may not be the superstar he once was, but he's still pretty darn good.
1: I'll, I'll say it real easy. Saquon Barkley is an asset to the New York Giants. He helps them out. Is he a great pass blocker? No. No, never was. Is he going to run for 1,300 yards this year? No. But what Saquon Barkley is, is he's a threat. So whether you're bringing a guy down in the box, right, or you're spying him, there's always going to be that, you know, what is Barkley doing? So without Barkley, you don't really worry about Brita doing anything. He's not going to hurt you. So the defense has an opportunity to kind of lay back a little bit, Play conservative, right? Because they're like, ah, actually, we reverse that. They don't have to play conservative. They can take some chances by running man, right? They're going to say, we can run man because they're not going to beat us with Brita. Chris, um... It's like a quarterback's best friend when you have a guy like Saquon Barkley.
0: Oh, yeah, and you saw that on the on the touchdown with Tyrod hit him uh, out of the backfield. I mean, when you have him in space with one-on-one with the linebacker, it's over, and being at the game, Craig, and i sure you saw it, as soon as he caught that pass and you can't see it on TV, He, he it was wide open. You knew he was going to score as soon as he turned the corner on that linebacker. He was gone.
1: And that's a great point. That's So that's where you flip the coin over. Why Mike Kafka does not get Saquon Barkley in space more often is a head scratcher is beyond me. I can't figure out why there's not more screen passes to Saquon Barkley. Why there's more, not no more speed outs to Saquon Barkley. Heck I'm fine. with they go old school and pitch them the ball, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like literally flip them the ball and get him in space. Like. And of course you need to pull the guard. You need to have some blocking in front of them, but you know, it, it has been a, it's a breath of fresh air when he's there. It's just a different
0: yeah,
1: a different tempo.
0: I, and I know this sounds crazy. If I'm Kafka, I'm looking at that Shermer offense when he was here because he caught 78 okay. passes. Mm. Go, you know, that was the best thing that Shermer did was utilize Barkley in the passing game. And oh, 91, in
2: Chris. 91.
0: Yeah, oh, 91 it was. Okay. Maybe and the, yeah, I was just going to say that,
2: Chris. Uh, right? Schumer, Schumer used him perfectly in open space. And that's what they, they got to kind of do that for Barkley now. That's a great point.
0: Yeah, maybe this right. is the good things to come. Who knows?
2: And let's shift over to his running
1: mate there, you know, in the back. Tyrod had a pretty good day, right? Good day. So, you know, again, like, he surprises me sometimes. I don't find he has the strongest arm, but he's surprisingly accurate. He does get the ball out of his hand rather quickly, right? Um, you know, he avoided a bunch of sacks. You know, he yeah, yes, he took some sacks too, but, um, you know, I, I thought he had a good day. Now, I will say, he, I thought he got kind of hosed. Overall, if you're a PFF guy, which I'm not, you know, um, I'm trying to see here. I wrote it down somewhere. They gave him a pretty crappy, a pretty ca- uh, crappy grade uh, for Tyrod Hodges Slayton. Oh, they gave him a, a 67.9. I thought that was a pretty crappy PFF grade for for Tyrod. I thought he looked pretty decent overall. He missed a couple throws. He held the ball a couple times too long. But overall, truth, I mean. You really can't complain about, the, you know, nope. the backup quarterback having a, a pretty damn good day.
2: Absolutely. This is what you want from your backup quarterback, especially a veteran. And this is why that Shane brought him in, you know, to to, to kind of like smooth it out and, and keep the ship right when and Jones gets hurt. So he's doing a good job. No complaint. I'm
1: going to throw, throw this up on here because this is what we've been talking about. Mark has said, hey, took shots downfield. That alone is an upgrade. So, Chris – well, thanks, Mark. That's a great point, and I'm glad you brought it up. Are we going downfield? Is it accumulation of Pew and Tyrod and Saquon being back? Why all of a sudden does it look easier to go downfield? Is there maybe some chemistry? Remember, during practice, I'm sure that Tyrod gets the throw to Hyatt and – um wandale a lot more than he has they throws to hodgins and Mm -hmm. Mm slate and it shows because Mm -hmm. slayton and hodgins kind of disappear when now the tie rods in there um why do you think they're going down feel more
0: well i think it's two-part when you go back to that arizona game when barkley got hurt Jones was going down the field in the second half. Barkley leaves the game in the next few games after that, up until the Dolphin game and when he got hurt, that kind of stopped. And once again, to your point earlier, bringing that safety down in the box, opening him stuff downfield. So I think it's a two-part play there. And you notice with Tyrod, and, I'm, and Jones, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't process fast, but it seems like Tyrod is a little bit more decisive with the ball. He kind of knows where he wants to go to it pretty quickly, where sometimes you get the feeling with Jones, it's kind of lagging a little bit. He's pro, Maybe it's process maybe it's because Barkley's not in the game. So, you know, I I think Barkley, like you said, is just a big part of this offense. It just opens up things downfield.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I just, you know, like, my, I don't have a lot of complaints. I thought Tyrod had a... um,
0: Yeah, and I thought the offensive line didn't do bad. Like, I know they gave up a few sacks, but overall, I think they hung in there well with... They they gave them time,
1: a little bit more time. Yeah, yeah, they, they
0: didn't do bad at all, considering.
1: Great segue to the line because, believe it or not, Two offensive linemen had the best grades they've had all year. Kulinski would a 73.6 and Bredesen would a 72. There's two linemen who have been pretty much maligned the entire year and with, with good reason. They have not done well. Um, so I don't know, maybe Pew's influence a little bit, you know, um, maybe rubbing off on some of these guys to, to suck it up and, and, and get the job done. Maybe there's some better communication. Maybe there's some more camaraderie during the week. But something has definitely changed in Glowinski and Bredesen over the last two games. So, so Chris, I, I, I do agree with you. The line has played better. Tyrod has definitely gotten – getting more time. And he's not afraid, as a backup QB, not afraid to go down the field.
0: Yeah, he's been in the league for 13 years. He, you know, he shouldn't yeah. be. He's, he's seen it all at this point. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the reason why he's been around 13 years, right? right. That's yeah, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And like I said, I know Jones is still the quarterback of his team. They paid him to be the quarterback of his team. But he also probably needs to take a look in the mirror and say, look, this guy's going down the field. I should be able to go down the field when he is ready to play or if he's ready to play. Like, there should be nothing left holding him back. If, if, if Jones comes back and he starts throwing nothing but uh, outside the hash again, he's going to find himself on the bench. Because, you know, again, not the tie rod is throwing 15 deep balls a game, but the five or six that he went downfield on was refreshing and is necessary to win games.
2: Well, you know, you know these, these athletes have a lot of pride and I, I it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Jones does come out and, and really takes it seriously. I'm sure he does. You know, I mean, they got pride. They, they want to perform well. They really do. So. He's got to be he has 100% healthy for me to want him to come back anyway. So, Yep,
1: without a doubt, he's got to be healthy, and we don't know that. Like I said, we had Dr. Hedgepeth on last uh, last week, and uh, Dr. Uh, Hedgepeth went through the different stages of you know the type of surgery that he had last year, the different stages that he's at now. To the average person, a whiplash, a stretch in the ligaments, injury is could be anywhere to 6 to 12 weeks you know, a superstar athlete who's got amazing, you know, um, um, facilities, training, medical staff, you know, they may be able to get him to go in three to five. Right. Um, but overall, I mean, Tyrod and Saquon definitely like, again, not flashy, but we're a, we're a big part, you know, of getting it done because, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's, you know, Waller had the day we've been thinking that he was going to have, yep. Um, you know, we've been waiting for Waller to have that day. We've seen some flashes of it. Right. So, and if I'm not mistaken, he didn't take, he didn't, uh, let me see if I have it, have it here. Waller was
0: seven for 98, I think.
1: Yeah. And he, and he was in, you know, 82%, 82% of the overall, um, snaps, snaps, you know? Yeah. So Waller was in the game a lot. He made a couple of really nice deep catches. He made, you know, he definitely looked a lot. He looked spry. He looked quick. He didn't take unnecessary <laughs> hits. He he came out of bounds a couple of times. Which, go ahead, truth, you got something?
2: No, no, I was just thinking, reflecting. You said Waller. Um, you know, uh, Chris and I mentioned this a few weeks back how guys like that and 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 Robinson and also uh, Hyatt got to play more, and and now they are, and look what they're doing. You know, there's no yeah. reason for those three guys, they gotta be the three main cogs and those and those receivers. They have yeah, to.
0: and you and you and a good point, Mike, because you could see uh Hodgins snaps go down a little bit now that you're getting high at more more into the offense. So somebody's yeah. taking you know a little back seat now. There is so, you know, there
1: otherwise. is there is I'm a little disappointed in that Hodgins only had 20 snaps on the day. He seems to be the forgotten man, you know. But here's again coming back full circle to what I said before on who Tyrod's comfortable throwing the ball to. All right. Yeah. So Hodgins had 20 snaps. Slayton had 57% of the snaps, but he only had one. uh, We have one catch.
0: Slayton had one, I believe. Yep.
1: Yes. Slayton, Slayton had, I'm pulling out the PFF stuff. He had one
0: for 22, I believe. Yep.
1: And it was a great catch, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're noticing the guys that came in the year practicing with Tyrod on a regular basis. R Robinson because he was slow to come back from the knee injury, right? Like they, they brought him in slow. They didn't throw him into the wolf to the wolves. They brought him along slowly. So he's working with Tyrod, right? Hyatt was a, was a was a backup rookie. He's getting he's practicing more with Tyrod. So there is a little something to Tyrod feeling comfortable with Robinson and 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 Hyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, to your point, truth is. These guys got to play more. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Robinson fan, not because of Robinson. (laughs) Well, remember, it's got nothing to do with Robinson itself. It's, it's, he went as a second round pick and we had a whole lot more needs, you know, to go in the second round than a, than a smaller receiver. And so far he's been, he's been injured a lot. Now, with that said, you know, he, he flashed, you know, on, on Sunday, you know, Showing that shiftiness, you know, that we, you know, like, um, kind of like what they, what they, what they drafted, what's his name for that they traded to Kansas city. Oh, Tony. Kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like Tony was a super shifty guy. That's what they were looking for. Well, they they may have, they may have found that in Wandale, if they can get him open in the seam and if they can get him open in that mid range, you know, in that mid range, um, you know, area for Tyrod again. So far, the guys bounced back from two two surgeries. So, um, yeah. yes, I'm always. Comp-
2: <laughs> I'm always i about Wanda.
1: <laughs> It's not about him. It's that he. We could have got Wanda Robinson in the third round. Not we didn't need him Craig. in the second round.
0: I know, but we got. But Craig, yeah, guy, truth. What are you saying?
2: Well, I was going to say, Craig, you have to. These guys remember draft night. You were you were hilar- hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when Ronville's yeah. name was the call, it was a classic.
0: Yeah. Craig, forget like where he was drafted at this point. Like now yeah. we're we're getting production out of him. That's what we want to see. So yeah. I think we gotta like just kind of like forget about all that at this point. Yeah, oh,
1: well, again, he's Danny's he's gotta stay on the field for, for more than two
0: games. I mean, well, he's, he's been, been doing that. it this year. He's been he's
1: he's how, been... how many games has he played this year?
0: I'd have to look, but it he well, when he he came back in. Remember, he was on the pup, right? And he came off the pup, so he yeah. missed a few in yeah. the big. But since he came off the pup, he's been fine. Oh
1: no! Since he's been come off the pup, he must be a pretty fast, uh, quick healer, right? Because like
0: that was November, the ACL, yeah. you know. Yeah. So he's so definitely he's a, gonna come back in ten pretty, months.
1: You know, again, and you don't, we don't know the extent of it. You know, it could have been a partial tear where they cut it off. I mean, in case you don't, in case you guys have never had an ACL injury, uh, right. you know, what a lot of. Uh, a lot of football players to get them back on the field quickly. Sometimes they shave off the tear. So if, if, if your, if your ACL is this wide, and it has a tear, they'll just trim it down. They'll just take the tear off and make it and make it thinner instead of, instead of uh, repairing it. Yeah. Or and to go off
0: that point, Craig, nowadays they let you train for about a month to get that knee nice and strong as possible before the yep. surgery. So that backs up the surgery as well. And, yep. the and wow. so
1: he's definitely, he's definitely, um, you know, had a, a real good bounce back here from coming off ACL injury. Um, and Hey, look again, if we're going downfield and we're throwing the ball, and we're gaining yards, who cares? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, again, I still feel Hodgins is getting left out. The guy runs great routes. He brought yeah. us to the playoffs last year. I'm not really sure that he should be left out. I don't really see the advantage because he's a mid range, you know, guy. I mean, he made Patrick Peterson look bad in the, in the playoff game, I know he can do it kind of. I know he's not a blazer, but I still find he should be able to have three to four catches a game.
0: And I three. think he will. Cause he had two the other day. So, I mean, I think you'll still see him, but it's just going to be reduced. I think you
2: should share more of the snaps with Slayton. I think that would be more appropriate. Well, well but, they're diff- but they're also different style players, right? I know. You, so,
1: you know, like, um, Hodgins is really the only mid guy, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Shepard and um, Wandale for that underneath stuff and the, in the, in the quick stuff. And, and you've got Waller, you know, that can pretty much do anything and Slayton and hide on the deep stuff. So Hodgins has always been that mid range guy. Either way, this group of wide receivers can do the job. If we can protect Tyrod or Jones, and we can move the ball down the field. And and Craig,
0: to that point, maybe that's why we're seeing them move down the field as well because now that they are getting Hyatt to stretch the field with Slayton on the other side, it is part of their plan to open things up more.
1: Yes, and I will tell you, the kid is pretty impressive because the catch that he had on the sideline, he actually, watching it being reviewed 90,000 times, (laughs) he actually drug his first foot and put the second foot down where normally you put the first foot down. Yes, I missed that your second yeah, foot. He was dragging the first mm-hmm. foot, put Veterans. the second one down. And I will tell you if you want, if you can see this on, I don't know, YouTube or you can grab it. He smokes this guy. He's running like step for step. Soon as he sees Tyron, let that thing go. He burns by that guy by three, four yards and, and beats him. It was impressive. The, the, the second gear, that high it showed.
0: Yeah, and if Tyrod had a little bit more mustard on that, a little bit stronger of a throw, that might have been a touchdown. He just he just kind of put a little there on there. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but you know, on target could have you know, but that that could have been touchdown. I yeah.
1: agree. Um, All right, so look, guys, I'm looking here: uh, Bredesen, uh, McKeithen, Glowinski, Pugh, and Phillips, which we need to at least address. Played 100 of the offensive snaps. Nobody. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody,
0: enjoy it. We may never see that again. Yeah, That's exactly. No,
1: nobody got dinged. Nobody got winded. Nobody needed a blow. Nobody was hungry. No one needed a sandwich. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, those four guys. Nobody was played, putting
0: time out benched.
1: None of it. Those Those guys played the entire game. And as I mentioned earlier, Lewinsky and Bredesen with with some really
2: positive grades. You know what's funny, guys? You look at those names on paper, and you kind of wonder, you know, especially against Washington because they have a good front four.
1: They got a great front four,
2: right? How would they do, right? But you know, football's not played on paper, and perhaps they they gel, they play good together. Uh, we always talk about communication with the
0: offensive line, you know, so. Mike, you know, you make a great point with the communication with Pew only being here a couple weeks. But with a veteran, it's got to rub off on the other guys communicating on the line and his little secrets that he's had. Yeah, in the he's league. talking, talking, talking the
2: meetings,
1: right? Absolutely.
0: The mental part of it for, for them. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys can find us here, of course, um, every single Monday at 8 p.m. live on Twitter and YouTube. But in case you don't know, on Wednesday is our Rush Hour show which is our preview show, where we like to chop it up here on Mondays, complain, or in this case, <laughs> celebrate, right? Um, but on Wednesdays, uh, you know, spearheads the show. We rotate in Spartan Mike. We rotate in Chris um, for a preview show. So do me a favor. If you want to talk about Jets Giants, which is coming up this week, make sure you tune in on Wednesday right here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Gentlemen, so um Waller, great game. Hyatt, great game, Slayton, great game, offensive line, good game. Not great game, but better than what we've seen. Tyron played really steady. I think again, I think Barkley makes the engine go. So, you know, that all looked good. I think there was some some unique plays that Kafka called. The offense had a little bit of a what or dable, because we don't okay. really have yeah. to know. Rhythm. Yeah, there was a good rhythm to it. Um, really good rhythm to it. Again, we only scored two touchdowns. We definitely needed to score more, but it was more than we've been scoring. I can only hope that this is a stepping step ladder, step stool, whatever you want to call it for more, um, dynamic explosive plays in the near future. Would you both agree with that? Well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they got to score more than win
2: games. You can't win games while you're scoring 14 points all the time. Exactly, there is no
1: room to go backwards anymore. No. Right? Um, but wins win feels really good. You know. I hope this rubs off on a couple of the guys. Let's let's guys. Let's turn. Let's take a chance or uh, change the pace up to defense because I almost feel like you know and i'm not killing anybody's age here but i feel like like wink martindale needs to warm up you know what i mean like you know guy goes out he pitches he warms up for a half hour 20 minutes guy throws 90 balls well when a guy's been in the league for 15 years he may need 45 minutes to an hour to warm up i feel like wink needs to warm up because the defense we're seeing now gentlemen is not the defense we saw in week 1 and week 2 because yeah. the defense, we saw mean, Truth in week one and week two sucked. I mean, like, like there was, like, oh, Karake looked like he was lost. Tibbs was nowhere to be found. Uh, uh, Pinnock was, like, not the same guy. Uh, McKinney was, like, literally, us. like, I don't even know where he was the first three weeks, right? Truth, what happened?
2: What, what, is, what has happened where Wink all of a sudden is starting to figure this out? I have no clue. All I know is perhaps maybe some of the guys, like you talked about Karakay, maybe I mean, he, he, him and McFadden have been phenomenal for the Giants up the middle. And, uh, you know, the Giants have always been known to having good linebackers, and I, 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 all, I all I can say is that perhaps the, the lights are going on now. Things are clicking in the schemes he wants. I still would like to see something else with Tibbs and and hopefully we can get those, uh, Ojolari on the field. But um, yeah, last two weeks they're playing very, very inspiring football and defense.
1: All right, Sarah, welcome. Tell tell Jay in cold that I'm not old, Sarah, because they're making fun of me in the comments <laughs> over there. That that I'm old. I'm just making a point that Wink Martindale is 15 years, 20 years older than me, and he needs some time to warm up because. He gets paid a lot of money, and that defense was bad the first couple of weeks. Chris, yeah, uh, and, and a, to 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 uh, parlay here off of truths point. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you like? What are you seeing beside the obvious, which I'm mm-hmm. going to cover in a second? Okay, mm-hmm. what which are which are the linebackers in the front? But is there mm-hmm. something that you see that we're doing differently? Something that grabs your attention?
0: I think it's trust when you only play a couple of preseason games, these guys don't play a lot. And when you have Trey Hawkins, Deontay banks, both rookies, I think you bring in the reins a little bit, those first few games and you don't allow them to, uh, you know, to be as aggressive as they are now and to, uh, you know, play one-on-one. And I think it's trust. I think wink as he knows what he has, when you got a Karake and and McFadden playing together more, I think it comes down to trust and just allowing these guys more opportunity to make plays. And you see that what, the defensive line won't get into it, but you can see now they're increasing the snaps with Dex to stop that running game. They're not rotating as much. Him and Leo are in there, kind of like last year. They're giving him a, a lot of a lot of time.
1: I gotta tell you, I think Ward is so overrated, but he had a good game. Like he doesn't he really play well. well. Yeah, yeah, but he had a yeah, he had a good game. <laughs> I've been waiting for that guy to get <laughs> you know to, to get put on the bench now for weeks. You know what I mean? But like so, whatever Wink's doing. You know, whether he's got, you know, whether he's got the protein shake going, whether he's using some, some vitamins, whether he's, maybe he's sleeping in an oxygen tank. I don't know what (laughs) we're doing, but he seems that he's warming up to the point where we got two specific players. I want to call attention to because they are playing fantastic football and I am crowing to the moon about it because I've got killed all All off season and the whole beginning of the year about this guy. So um, McFadden and Okereke, I mean, are playing some of the best ball as two linebackers can possibly play. I'm going to say this to you, gentlemen. McFadden is great this week. Again, if you believe in the analytics that they come up with, I'm not a huge fan of them calculating a half a sack as a full sack. I think that's a joke, right? But McFadden's grade is an 89.8. He led all middle linebackers in the NFL today uh, yesterday on a grade. He had an 83 84 something last week. Um O'Karake with another great grade. Um they are they are playing so well together. It feels like these guys have something going on. I mean, sacks, tackles, tackles for a loss, forced fumbles, interceptions like, you know, O'Karake oh, playing out of his mind last week, knocks the ball down. Who's there to get it? Oh, you know, McFadden, right? Um, these these two guys now are making the guy's job up front a little bit easier, making the defensive back's job a little bit easier. Um, and, and, you know, I'm just really, really thankful that McFadden got an opportunity, right? Let's just call a spade a spade. Everybody was calling for Beavers, right? Everybody was calling for Beavers. McFadden just needed to needed to figure out. Oh, K did not look like he fit the defense for the first three weeks, four weeks. He looked off. You know, since Seattle, uh, uh Miami, you know, um he has just, you know, um maybe maybe with San Francisco it was somewhere in that, in that, you know, that week four, five, three, four, five, that he figured it out. Um, so super excited about these two guys. Truth, what do you like about these two guys?
2: Uh, boy, I like a lot, a lot. I like their energy. I like their uh, anticipation. You know, um, I'm a guy, when I watch a football game, I'm kind of weird. I watch the I watch the trenches. Uh, part of that is when you watch the linebacker shoot the gaps. Like McFadden does that so well. Uh, He reads the play, shoots the gap, gets there before the blocker gets to him. And and that's why you are seeing him succeeding because he's he's playing very good uh, anticipation. That's and that's from doing your homework, by the way, when you when you look at the scouting reports and look at film. Um, I told Chris this last week or two weeks ago that I think those two guys are playing the best giant football on the inside since, you know, since when the Giants had their great linebackers, you know, with Carson and reason and Johnson, they, those guys are playing phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Um, we haven't had two, we've had one, but we haven't had two good linebackers in right. quite, some, quite some time. And again, I don't want to jinx it, No, but I, just, I, w- but I want to just say like, to your point is one is O'Kara K looks great. Sideline to sideline. He's also dropping into coverage and he's fast. Right, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. so he can he can open up his hips and he can get into a pat in into pass coverage, and it seems very natural for him. Right, yeah. get there and, and and cover. I love the fact that he's not afraid to, to to lay out for a ball and knock a ball down. I mean, like, like that's the extra effort that you want that's to see. Football. yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And again, I, I I'm the first one to eat crow. Like, I didn't see it the first three weeks. He just looked like he was always in the wrong spot. And and, and 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 Chris, uh, uh, truth brings up a good point about about the gaps. McFadden at Indiana, his expertise was blitzing in the A-gap and the B-gap. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because he's got a little Blake Martinez in him where he's good mm-hmm. at scraping between the center and the guard. He doesn't allow guys to get into his body. Last year, um, you know, he would over-pursue and he would get washed out in the play. Mm-hmm. He's doing it like as Mike just alluded to. He's watching film. He's staying home, and he's and he's and he's sitting and he's waiting for the play to develop instead of getting washed out and pushed out or or over pursuing it. He's now filling in though that A and that the A B gap, which I think is is perfect to Mike's point. His that's his game. That was his yeah. game in college, and that's
0: what we've been missing. Yeah. With previous linebackers, that was our biggest complaint. They weren't, they didn't have uh, gap integrity, right, or responsibility. They were, you know, we had certain guys flying all over the place, you know, hustling, but they weren't gap, you know, responsibility. You know what they're supposed to do was hit, is hit those gaps when they need to.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got a great story. Um, in case you guys, I mean, and most of you guys know, you know, if if you want to see uh, our interview with McFadden from from uh, before camp, um, it, it's on the YouTube channel. You know, really great story. Not highly recruited, you know, because he played defensive end all the way through high school until his senior year, when they moved him to the inside. Um, he had like six mm-hmm. opportunities. He went to Boston. He was going to go to Boston College, and they called him the day before he was coming to say, "Hey, we just had four linebackers commit. We got no room for you." So, Another
0: linebacker, you? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so he did, you know. And then when he got to Indiana, again, I, 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 uh, I, I, you know recommend you watch the interview so you can hear it coming out of his own mouth. He said, yep. he got, the inter- he got to Indiana and they went, you're never going to, you're never going to travel. And he was like, I haven't even gotten my shoulder pads yet. And they were like, we're just telling you now you're not going to travel after a week of practice. They were like, look, you're not going to start by the third week. He was running the defense. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, awesome. so this kid has a little something, right? Yep. He's got a little something. And I think him and Okereke have really made a nice match. Um,
0: yeah. And Craig, just to, you know, and let's give O'Kara K credit. Micah McFadden, this is his second year. He didn't have O'Kara K last year. So how much knowledge has he gained, you know, working with Bobby with his experiences being in a heck of a linebacker. So that's rubbing off too, as a tandem.
1: Great, great point, man. And I'm getting, I'm super glad O'Kara K was here. I was excited for the the signing. He just looked out of place the first three weeks. So they somehow have settled down and figured that out. Um, Again, back-to-back weeks, McFadden, you know, with a great, grade, Okereke with a pretty good, good uh, grade. I think Okereke is now leading the team in tackles since uh, two weeks ago. McFadden was out for uh, for that week with an injury. Um, I also think the defense is plays very differently when Simmons comes in. I, uh, You know, they go, they, they basically bring everybody up in the box when Simmons is in because they're going after the, you know, the quarterback because Simmons is more of a pass rusher. And they get gashed up the middle a lot when they swap uh, McFadden and Simmons. I, and I like Simmons, so I hope it, You know, they, they package him up and use him the right way. But the defense plays different when Simmons yeah. comes in. Um, all right. Truth, tell me what you're – before I tell you what I saw, <laughs> tell me what, the t, what it looked like on TV. I was at the game. Right. I tend to do what you do. I tend to fixate on a guy, watch him for a handful of plays, um what did you think about Tibbs, Dexter and 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 Leo yesterday
2: well I thought I thought um I thought uh Dex and Leo probably played the best game uh this year uh, as a group they they were they were playing like Dexter was Dexter was playing like played last year and Williams was like he was a couple of years back um I mean they, they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't single cub block them. Um, I thought they played great. Um, Tibbs, I had mixed emotions with him. I uh, gotta be honest. Um, I saw a lot of plays off that he that he was doing. He doesn't really trail the play a lot when it plays away from him. I don't I don't know the plays I saw. He doesn't do that. Um, I think he had what one and a half sacks. Um,
1: yeah. Again, gave yeah. him gave him two because they they refused right. to give you a half a sack.
2: And and that's great, and I know uh, he's he's on average, you get 11 sacks or so, but he's also on on pace to get 35 tackles for the year, and that's only two tackles a game. That's pretty pathetic for me as your fifth-round pick and as your linebacker who's supposed to be a a game-changer. That's what I think he's he's supposed to be, but um, I know he's only his second year, so I'm not going to be too rough on him, but I thought Dex and Lawrence played phenomenal.
1: Chris, your thoughts on the big boys up front and the outside guys?
0: You know, when you have on the other side, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, and then you have Leo and Dex. You can't tell me they probably don't talk about that. You know, the, you know, they're compadres on the other side. And, they, hey, they outplayed them. They outplayed the other guys on the other side that everybody raves about with the, with their defensive line. So I think a lot is keeping Dex and Leo in there together. You saw Dex over Nick Gates quite a bit. Powering yep. uh you know in the middle of that offensive line. So I, I think you know they're gonna they're gonna be not rotating as much and, and let them get a good feel for the game and keep them in there like they're doing. Yeah. I thought they played awesome.
2: And that's gonna be the common theme too. Did they say that Dex are gonna be able to send them much more uh moving forward? That's what I read.
0: Yeah, and Leo with the block field goal too. So even going above and beyond. Oh, yeah. We'll,
1: yeah, we'll talk about that in a second on, on on special teams. Uh Tibbs had a grade of 69.5, which sucks. Um, from a grading, but again, I, I, I don't buy into all the PFF stuff. Yeah, um, Dexter had you know, g- they give him two grades against the run 73, 77.3, pass rush 87.7. He has the pass rush. Dexter Lawrence is an absolute bully. That, like, that's
2: impressive for a yeah, no, pound heard, man, that's impressive. man
1: that size. Mm-hmm. He has got such quick hands that he can slip out of a lot of you know, linemen trying to get their hands, you know, you know, in tight and around them, you know, whether it's a swim move or a stab, he's, he's very elusive for a big, for a big man. You know, Um, now Leo, I think kind of, again, if if you buy into some of these crummy grades, they gave Leo a 46.3 and I just, I just think that's it. It's just so way off base Yeah, because, because again, like, you know, well, one he had a great sack, which I did not expect. He was in he was in Howell's face all game, you know, a with a hand a I thought he Had a pretty good game, um, and and I I think they work way to, well together. What I would like to see, gentlemen,
0: In the running game, Craig. They held them on. They like their Brian Robbins had like thirty something yards. So agreed. the running game up the middle finally did their job.
1: Agree, and I thought Ward, which I'm not you know the biggest fan of. I thought Ward and Tibbs. And Dexter, you know, and Leo had a great game. Of, even Nacho had a pretty good game. You know, even he was, you know, making some some plays. Like, they were a, a lot of pressures. Hang on. Um, they had 28 pressures yesterday and eight sacks. Now, awesome. that's that's a PFF grade, okay? So, that really means it was probably 22 pressures and <laughs> in, in, in five or six sacks, okay? But – the point is, is that those guys were disruptive and they were getting, getting after it. Um, I, I know it's, you know, I'm, again, I'm not Wink Martindale and I'm not a defensive coordinator in the NFL, but I'd like to see Leo almost replace Ward. I'd like to see Leo come from the outside a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we can do it. I'd like to see, like, he's still got a great first step. I'd almost like to see if they would give Leo some snaps. That way you can keep Robinson or Nacho inside, Next to next to Dexter, because because a lot of times, gentlemen, they'll take Dexter and Lawrence uh, and Leo out at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right about that.
1: So I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that move. So I would mm-hmm. like to see Nacho and Robinson rotate with Dexter and slide Leo out and give him some reps. Just you know, um, that's just that's just me. Um, all right, Tibbs, breaking down Tibbs, 69.5 rating. Um, he seems to be getting better each week. I, I, I again, I think I want to drop in here for a second. I think cold has had a good point. I want to throw it up on a screen. Uh, Tibbs motor doesn't always run hot. It's his knockout of coming out of college. They, there is, there is a lack of motor, you know, like every play, he's not the most dynamic, but I do think he's getting better. They still occasionally drop him into pass coverage. Chris, why mm-hmm. do they do that?
0: It seems like that goes back to Wink. He's been doing that. He that. with defensive linemen. You see it back in Baltimore. That's just part of his creativeness. But um yeah, I wonder that too. But that's that's just how Wink runs the defense. He, he does that quite a bit.
2: I don't mind it. I don't mind him once in a while. I even right. Michael Strahan did that once in a while, but not as much as he's having him do it uh this season. It's I think it's overkill.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, he dropped, uh, I guess on that play, they dropped the interception. He dropped them back there, and, you know, that was, boy, that was, uh, you, know, our, you know, our five-year-old, five-year-old probably could have caught that. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, grandma. grandma could have caught that. He saw, like they say, he saw all the green in front of him, you know, and it was just too easy. Some of those are too easy. Yeah, well, he yeah, didn't think, I think, come I think, back think, to bite us, thank God.
2: I think Evan Ingram could have caught that. <laughs> well, listen, let's not kill Ingram. Well, Allen could have caught that.
1: Now. Yeah, we can't kill Ingram. He's catching everything in Jacksonville. I know, um, right? Yeah. So, you know, they you know, if you think about it, gentlemen, you know, Tibbs drops a touchdown. Um, uh Gano misses a field goal. I mean, there's 10 points right there that we left we left on the board.
0: Hey, the, the Barkley fumble right inside the 10.
1: Barkley fumble inside the 10. Let's just even say that's a field goal. You're looking at roughly they left you know, 13 points on the table, that game should have went, you know, a much different way. Um, But overall, I, I, I on Tibbs, I think he's getting better. I do think he's getting better. I do think he's kind of get. you know, I don't know if you want to say he's kind of pacing himself. He's kind of figuring some stuff out. I did see some good things out of him yesterday. And you're right, Mike. I did see him take a couple plays over. I'm like, dude, I'm like, go down the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because when Leo or deck stuffs to run a little bit, you need him to come from the backside and, and and, and close that up. Yeah. And I think he will come. I do think he will come, but yeah, but I don't know if you're going to, you're not going to see that TJ watt type of motor. You know what I mean? You're not going to see that, you know, uh, you know, Trayvon Walker motor. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think on like right now, a guy to just nonstop, you know, like, I don't think that's in his forte, and as Cole said. That was just not coming out of college.
0: He's not um, going to be Aiden Hutchinson. You are saying? I am
1: not allowed. I am not allowed. I know you are not. I am not allowed to, not allowed <laughs> to bring, him up. Allowed to
0: bring him up. I said it for you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I do. Have, I do think. I do think Tibbs has gotten better each week. Yeah. I do think he he's gotten been. better. Better each week. Um, all right, gentlemen. So let's talk about our first round draft pick. I thought he had a really good game. PFF says no. Um, I I I love his open field tackling ability. Ability. So so Tay Banks gave up eleven receptions for ninety six yards. He did have a pick. He had a fifty eight point two rating by PFF. I thought that was super harsh on a guy who, as we know, truth, McLaren's one of the best.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? He's a rookie. He's going to have a down game. Compared to all the other games he's played this year, I mean, but I didn't think he had a
1: down game. Did you guys well, think he had a down game? No, it was well, a couple what, chunk. What, what it was a numbers.
0: couple chunk
2: plays. Yeah. What, what about the numbers? You know, based on the numbers, I I thought he played pretty well, and 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 I think the kid is a is a keeper, and I think he's going to make the all rookie team. Yeah, and, man, and the interception
0: I, looked like a receiver out there. That's totally. it was a receiver type catch.
2: Totally. I love
1: that he's physical. He's figuring it out, like we you know, you know, because he plays tight, man. He is up almost like on a jam. Like like his, and when you watch and you go, you don't always see it on TV. I mean, like he is, he is two feet off the receiver. He is so close,
2: Love
0: it. you
1: know, getting his hands on these guys, he's disrupt only, the route, you know? Yeah. And he's, and he's, I mean, I'd like to see him even get more physical, you know, with more of a jam off the line, but I really, I, I don't know. Tay Banks seems like a good kid. Seems like he's having fun. Uh, Truth, you just said it. there's no reason why the kid doesn't make the All Rookie Team. He's mm-hmm. having he's having a great year. I think that that rating they gave him is a little bit harsh. Yeah, you know, you know, and for what it's worth, if 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 McCle- if he gave up 11 reception for 96 yards, it didn't do anything. It would like 96 yards. Like you would think that there's like you know it, they lost the game. You know, so so I don't know. Again, that's why I don't put a lot of stock in all this PFF stuff. I thought Banks looked good. And let me tell you, even if, even if he gave up the reception, Cat made like three or four open field tackles.
2: Yeah. And you say 11 ca- uh, um, reception. That's like eight-something, 8.9 per catch. So he, he, he's keeping everything in front of him, too. You know, he's out oh, in yeah. Good place.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could even say as, as far as if that ball was over his head, it might have been a, a reception. But, you know, the kid got up there. Pull that pluck that sucker right out right he out of the, the air. So.
2: Like Chris said, yeah. Yeah.
1: He's fun yeah. to watch. He's fun to watch. And uh I, it's a it's a great pick, you know. He's definitely fun to watch. Um and, and and it's and it's and it's it's a difference maker, guys. It's a difference maker, right? Because we needed that, we needed that corner, right? All right. Let's, Absolutely. Let's and I don't even know what to say about it. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> How does a, How does an NFL team, a professional team worth billions of dollars, paying oh, coach, gee, paying everybody, and we can't get one guy
2: to catch a ball? <laughs> to catch, catch a ball. ball.
0: <laughs> well, you got one today.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Well, right.
1: Gunner. Humor me for a second. Yes, the, the kid from Pittsburgh. How in the world? Do we let, like, like, first of all, you let Crowder go. Okay, whatever. But the, they put Gray back there. He's never done it. Shep, who the heck knows what Shep's doing? And, and, and how does this guy have a job? How do he, every single week, every single week, we're talking about the special teams coordinator. The guy is clueless. Now, you want to give him credit for Leo blocking a, um, a kick? Okay, I guess so. I don't. I don't see what what Leo's skill has to do with with McGahey's job. This guy needs to go.
0: Craig, does I mean, do we know? Does McGahey make the call on the returner, or is that a Dable decision?
1: Well, I mean, just, just like Bobby Johnson. I mean, like when they talk about evaluating, hey, Bobby, who are the best-rated linemen that you have that should make this team? Bobby right. Johnson's the one giving Shane Lemieux and Pert a job, right? Well, McGainey's yeah. doing the same thing. Oh yeah, I got it figured out. I've got Gray, I've got Shep, and I'll throw in uh, Slayton if I have to. And we we can't feel we can't feel the freaking pun.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: Right? Because you because you listen you. You're the first guy, which is right, but you're the first guy to, you know, brought it to my attention. You're like, Bobby Johnson is to blame for us sitting around with Pert and Lemieux. Well, McGee's the one that got Gray returning kicks. You think Dable's sitting around saying, I don't like that guy. Give me a new punt returner. No.
0: Right. I'm only thinking that after Gray lost the job, that may have been a Dable decision of going with uh, Shep because I think it was his call with a Dory when he put him back there. And nobody was happy about that. He told him the fair catch, and everybody's like, what are you doing? So I'm, that's why I'm kind of thinking after Gray, Shep was maybe a dable decision on this. And, you know, for all accounts, Shep used to do this. He used to return punts. So, I got was, it. you know, I got but it, the but Gray you know, thing is totally ridiculous. He shouldn't Shep's have been back been, there. Training Shep, camp was horrible.
1: Shep's been collecting mothballs for months. <laughs> I mean, but in
0: training camp, Eric Gray didn't look good. And the fact that they put him out there in a regular game was like negligence, you know. So I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, I I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. This, (laughs) our special team has
2: sucked for a decade. I think they, I think they finally realized it (laughs) and they signed Gunner today. Yeah, I think they finally realized
0: it. Yeah, he has a fumble problem too. He's like fumbled eight punts, so he's like, because of that truth.
1: If it took them to now to figure out we got a problem, like, then why don't they just pay me? (laughs) Because, like, I mean, like, like if if that's my thing, it drives me crazy. This guy's had jobs. With, with Mcadoo and Judge, and this guy keeps getting the job, and we still suck. Oh, we don't bring have him. any guy that can return a kick. Bring I back don't, our don't.
0: boy last year. What, what's his name? Bring him back. uh Bachman, you know, we, Bachman Alex Bachman. <laughs> bring him back. What's he doing? He's kicking <laughs> ass for Texas. Is he? Is, is, is he he on? He's on. He's
2: on the roster.
1: Um, you know what? If Mars, Mark Thompson, he knows everything mark thompson is alex uh, bachman still on the texans roster i think he is but mark will know cuz mark Let's is see how like fast he really he's
2: probably googling it
1: right
2: now
0: just well, go right that, to the that's, roster
1: that's okay mark thompson's mark Thompson pretty fast at Googling it then cuz he's uh he's always got the answers so um
2: but yeah you know, mark got issues yeah. getting, getting back to the uh, you know this, these guys have to have meetings all the time. Dable meets with the special teams coach, offensive line, defensive coach, linebacker. And they have to all meet and talk about the personnel. They have to. Yeah. Right? They got to. Yeah. And what is he saying? i
1: got this under control. Gray can do it. <laughs> well, that don't work out. <laughs> oh, he's, he's back up a Shepard. He's done it before. Well, that don't work out. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: like, it got-
1: <clears throat> and then, like, you know, at the end of the day, you go – but well, Leo blocked the kick and his job is saved.
0: I know. Come on. I know I had nothing to do with that.
1: That's right. Uh, well, all right, Chris. So where do the Giants go from here? What is that what are the what does it look like injury-wise? You know, I know you're a big roster guy, so Yeah, he's into that stuff. Yeah, you love the yeah. roster moves. So give me, give me this. Yeah. Who do the mm-hmm. Giants bring in to return kicks? Who are the Giants getting off an of injured reserve? And what does it look like, you know, for the Jets game coming up? Yeah, so
0: Azus, uh zuski uh, from, uh, he was, Gunner. With the Patri- yeah, Gunner, uh, he was a, he's a returner. He doesn't really, you know, as a receiver, doesn't play much there at all, but he was uh 2020 with the Patriots was an all pro had about 346 yards and punt returns has one punt return for a touchdown. He was with Pittsburgh last couple years. Uh, has a little bit of a fumble problem, so that kind of scares me. I think that's maybe why uh, he lost his job as a punt returner with Pittsburgh and was put on the bench and now released. So Giants did pick him up, um, and he's going on the practice squad. So that doesn't mean he's on the roster right away. They'll probably, you know, get a good look at him, you know, with right. with, uh, with practice. Um, you have a, um, a hamstring with uh, Brightwell. Which could linger, maybe go to IR, short term IR. IR. They got the
2: kid from Florida State on the practice squad. Yeah,
0: there you go. Eric Gray. Eric Gray uh, has an ankle, so I'm not sure about his status. The Giants are bringing back, it looks like Joshua Corbin from the practice squad of the Panthers, which means he has to go on the 53 right away. So my guess is going into the Jets game, and Corbin knows the system, you're going to go with Barkley, Breed, Corbin, which Corbin's good. You know, it just was a numbers game and special teams. and that's, uh, that's kind of what we're looking on the injury front. And we have to see with uh, status on Evan Neal, who was hobbling last week with him play. And let's see what Andrew Thomas and Jones, what their status is. That hamstring, Right, maybe we get back Schmitz this week. He could be getting close. So it would be something to have all these guys back on the line. But, you know, don't hold your breath. We've been down yeah, this road. I think Thompson times.
2: is going to be, a, is going to be a still a few weeks away.
0: Yeah, I think so. Thomas, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so he looks like Pew yeah, at left tackle. ankle
1: sprain because – You know, like, remember they were talking about him week to week, and this is now four weeks later. So I must be a pretty bad sprain. All right, so truth. I don't want to give it away because you're going to do the show uh, with Spartan Mike this Wednesday. um, But the Jets defense is absolutely ferocious. Yeah. Um, Is there anything that, you know, like, how do we win this game?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, you're going you're to give away my column, but I'm, look, the Giants got a- Give me a taste. Just give me a little taste. So um, um,
1: NYGiantsRush.com is where all the content lives if you're not on YouTube. all well, the interviews are there. M- Mike does a piece usually every week called Coach's Corner. That's there. Sometimes I'll do Java with Jones, uh, the Tyrod edition. We're also, just in case, for all you uh, uh, high school football fans, you got kids that play high school football, I started doing a piece called Ballers of the Week where we're nominating uh, the Rush Baller of the Week. You know, it could be New York. It could be New Jersey. It doesn't matter what school they go to. If you have somebody you want me to check out, send me a DM on on Twitter. I will check them out. Um, We've had two, uh, and again, two great running backs, you know, one out of Dell Barton and one out of um, of Rutherford uh, this week. We know high school football is coming to an end where basically I should have thought of this idea weeks ago, but all those concussions are catching up to me. Um, <laughs> but we will do another baller of the week this week. It's probably playoffs for a lot of, of, of varsity high school football. But if you got somebody you think I should acknowledge at any position, try to stick to offense, wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, uh, unless a guy has like 12 sacks in a game or something. But um, let me know if you haven't checked out nygiantsrush.com. The store is there. If you want to buy, you know, hats, shirts, hoodies, you know, you want to do travel mugs, anything you got, we got all the cool rush logos up there. Um, I know you guys haven't, uh, seen some of the new designs. It's dementia. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Cole. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that too, that too. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if you get a chance, Christmas <laughs> is coming up. If you guys are looking for something to buy your, you know, your intimate other, there's there's girls' clothes and women's clothes up there, anything you name. Again, check out the uh, NYGiantsRush.com for the store. Truth, just give me a little little piece of your article, not the whole thing. You can read about more uh, Truth's article on NYGiantsRush probably uh, later this week. Truth, yep. just give me like one thing. What is the biggest thing that the Jets do great that the Giants are going to have fi- to find a way to overcome?
2: Well, the defensive the defensive side of the ball and the Jets is probably gonna be the best overall defense they're gonna they're gonna face thus far, right? They haven't played the Philadelphia Eagles yet. So I mean I, I mean you know that they're gonna bring everything at Tyron Taylor, because he's probably gonna play. I don't think Jones will be ready. So regardless, they they're gonna bring everything at them. So the Giants have to match that intensity. Um, they got to play good defense as well. The Giants, they got to, you know, there's so much they got to do to win that game. They really do. That's gonna be a tough game for the Giants. And uh, listen, it's the Jets. So if they lose that game, it's a big, it's a biggie to the mm-hmm. Giants franchise. It's they don't want to lose to the Jets.
1: No, no one wants to lose to little brother.
2: You know? <laughs> so, yeah, little brother's getting big.
1: Yep, they are, but they still got, you know, who at quarterback and we should be able to do something there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, listen, I I don't think McKinney's had a great year, but I thought he had a pretty good game this week. I think some of these guys were kind of catching on kind of coming full circle to, um, you know, might've been a scheme thing, right? Because O'Kara K and McKinney are coming around. McFadden is blowing it up. Um, I'd like to see them find a way to get Simmons free, right? Like just, I don't know if they need to, Plainly rush him off the edge or
2: do something with the guy.
1: Yeah. He just has too much talent and it just, I don't know, like package him up, get him in there, let him rush, stunt him off the inside, do something like. Double
2: stack on the outside.
1: They need to make Zach Wilson fear for his life.
2: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, um, all right, cool. Um, Mark Thompson has something here saying that there's uh, reports that Thomas and Jones might play this week.
1: I'll put that up there. Boom! Job, Giants boom. insider spec Thomas play. All right, so our our uh, our friend Jerry Foley um, at the um, at the insider is predicting these guys to play, and Jerry and his partner Chris are in the locker room, so there might be some good discussion there that those guys are coming around. Um, no cold cold i don't hate simmons i just know the defense doesn't operate the same way and i know that like he loves to rush the passer so let him rush the freaking passer yeah. like, like line him up five plays in a row wind him up and let him go i don't like guys that just that don't do anything like ward does nothing so give simmons wards reps then i don't care yeah i don't like guys that sit around and do nothing <laughs> that's my thing so i don't i don't hate anybody you know what i mean like like i i just i want to win some games chris did you have a good time yesterday felt good great, right
0: great time great time a win's a win we'll take it
1: yep we uh and uh, a pound to do uh for an honor You know, honoring your dad
0: thank you uh, thank you. yesterday thank
2: you um yeah miss what um, happened
1: well, yeah. Chris's father passed away a couple uh, a, a Back, couple weeks ago
0: yeah big shout out to big blue barbecue uh we you know like we had my dad's chair that he would sit in you know coffee paper you know this would have been probably because you know night games probably maybe wouldn't have went to the first couple but this would have been definitely the first game one o'clock game or you know in October he would have been to he passed away july 31st so today was oh, the day sorry. we got the family together yeah thank you and friends. Uh, to be at the game and just commemorate this day for him and big blue barbecue big shout out to them at j22 and they did a nice thing with the dj we wrote up a little something and uh, we acknowledged him and uh it was very cool so yeah great day all the way around awesome yeah thank and you
1: so yeah of course man and listen you know that's kind of what it's about and that's I right think it's really family man that's that's, that's what it is in
0: a lot it's family
1: yeah it's like look at the end of the day folks like you're at home. If you're at home, you're watching the game with your family. You're at the game, you're with your friends and you with your family. Like, right. you know, that's what sports is about. Right. So like, yeah, winning feels good. Right. And I get it. I get it. We want, we want a great draft pick. We can't determine they're going to be good. Neil was supposed to be good by 32 teams and that's everybody right. seems to have gotten it wrong. Right. But, um, you know, just kind of giving you guys a different perspective I like it I I, I I you know we have fun back and forth on on being negative or glass half full kind of thing but like nice. hey man yesterday felt good the sun was out you know my, 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 my chef by the way he brought tomahawks wow. uh, nice. and, yeah I mean we nice. had, we, had, we had five tomahawks. I one of those. <laughs> yeah I mean it was just a good day you know what I mean like yep. it just it just felt Great, good yeah. so you know Look, man, hey, great.
0: great I, thank you to Jay. Jay, thank you for saying that. Very nice. I owe you I owe you steak and lobster. Very nice, Jay. Thank you. Jay Ferry. Very nice comment. He just said. Yeah. Thank you, hey, man.
1: Look, man, we're, we're, we have some fun, you know, with, with you guys, but you guys are all really good to us. Um, you guys always support us. Great group you know, we have. And, and Hey, if, you know, the way you support us is like subscribe to the YouTube channel, tell other people about what we're doing. Um, look, we're also going to hollow and I'll leave you and we're going to kind of put a bow on this. We appreciate you guys. We're going to do a Halloween show, right? Which will be next week. It's going to be a Halloween show. So we got a couple cool things lined up for you guys. One, um, top 10 nightmares of all time, right? (laughs) We've got, you know, we've got, we've got, uh, we can roll back in with, um, you know, with villains, right? uh, 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 Top 10 villains. We did that show last year. Um, I'm writing down some ideas on like what we could do. If anybody has ideas or they want to see something, you know, you know, special, Oh, trick or treat. So we, did, yeah. I, wonder, I wonder if I still have it here. So years ago I used to do this. I, I know, I know truth remembers it.
2: Yeah. Trick or treat. We used to hold the signs up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we did this thing called trick or treat. I don't, I don't quite have it, but I'll use this. We had, it said trick on one side. It said treat on the other. And I would give a, I would, I would just go through the roster of players and you'd hold up a trick or a treat sign. So, you know, listen, I'll, you know, it'll be a good participation show for all you guys. Um, um wait, wait, what's cold killing me about now?
0: Hang on. Your, your chef from the tailgate. Oh, what's dude. wrong with him? He has you have, you have a bougie ass. You're, you're bougie. You have your own chef.
2: Uh, I, I, I just,
1: I don't, you want to you call him a cook? Whatever you want to call him. I
2: mean, you know, the guy who the guy who barbecues is you know,
0: a short order cook.
2: I just <laughs> want to go to those games that eat at your uh eat at your um,
0: oh he does. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, yeah, but, very good. You know, again,
1: I appreciate all you guys. You guys like we got some stuff coming up. We do a cool Halloween show. Um, you know, coming up. As I mentioned, nightmares, trick-or-treat. If you got ideas, just send them to me. Send me a DM. I'm always interested. You want something, ideas? I'm trying to get some new interviews. I tried to hit McFadden up today to see if I can maybe squeeze him back on. I'm trying to get O'Kara K, but some of these guys aren't easily, you know, reachable. Um, We can always get Paul back on because Paul, you know, is a friend of the show. Bring on on, on Paul Dettino. He's always got, you know, a really good way to uh, look at the team because he's around them all the time. He's a positive guy. And right now, you guys all know we could use some positivity, right? So, Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Giants Rush. Don't forget to check out the Chuck app. I should hold you all accountable for downloading the Chuck app. All right. Because you're helping us out. And no, Mark Thompson, I do not hate Wandale. I do not hate Wandale. Okay. I don't like, I don't like Smurfy receivers in the second round. But as Chris just alluded to, I have to let it go. I have to, I have to let it go. So I'm I'm letting it go. Um, I know I didn't feed you, Mark. Oh, I know I suck, and Cold is gonna jump right in there and make sure he supports the fact that I suck. I know. I already know it's my fault, Mark. It's oh, that's it's- a story, huh? What's going
2: on here? You didn't feed Mark?
1: No, Mark was there. The time I got over to Chris, um, they had already went inside. Um, uh, oh, that was the Sunday night game. That was a Dallas like game. Yeah. We appreciate you, weirdo. Thanks. And, and I will say that I've never seen weirdo before. So pound to weirdo, yeah. not, you know, for somebody new being in the room. Hey, uh, he'll fit right
0: in weirdo. You're going to fit right in with this whole group. Right, You'll be fine.
1: Fit right in with these <laughs> nut no, 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 no. We got, you know, you know, we got Jay in here and Joe and Cole. They're all, they're all, they're all lunatics. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for watching for another episode. Wednesday, eight o'clock previews you Spartan, uh, Spartan Mike for the preview show. You know, truth of course, He's always, uh, uh, you know, because you know why? he He's just dying to talk about the draft. So we needed to give him something else to do prior <laughs> to that because he's itching to talk about the safety from Toledo. <laughs> all right? So Wednesday at 8 o'clock, please tune in. Tell a friend if you want a preview show. Rush Hour is now our preview show on Wednesday at <laughs> 8 p.m. We're rotating Chris and Spartan. Truth is always there. Um, NYGiantsRush.com. The store is open. Check that out. And um, I know, Mark. We're all good, man. Found it out, you guys. You guys are the best. Tell a friend that you know that we're here, and we'll see you guys next Monday. Boom. Peace.